So a couple weeks ago, Steve and I got a message from our friend and former PFC guest, Keith Steckler. And he said, how would you guys feel about getting behind the mic again and and recording something? And of course, we were like, yeah, I mean, it was really fun last time. We enjoyed your episode. We We would love to do something again. And he said, I also have these two guys that I work with who I think would be really add to the conversation. And you guys would really like them. And we were like, yeah, you know, that that sounds great. So. We had our our meeting all set and ready to go, and we picked a date, we picked a time, and then uh, a couple days ago on Monday, (laughs) Keith uh, said, all right, guys, like, like what are we, do you guys still record on Skype? And I think, Steve, at that point, I probably texted you right away and was like, or I think you texted me and was like, can you respond to this? And I was (laughs) like, yeah, I'm like, why is he asking us? what we record on I'm like shouldn't we'll just use whatever they use and so I kind of wrote back and was like probably gave this answer that Keith was judging and I said yeah just I don't know what what whatever you guys want to use we'll use Skype Zoom and so we kind of had like we went back and forth on Monday and then by the by the end of Monday night I think I had realized that Steve we were not asked to be on Keith's show, but in fact, he was asking to be on our show. Yeah, on the contrary. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so we figured that out and then we were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, that's totally cool. But I think up until two days ago, we thought we were recording on Keith's podcast, which does not even exist yet, which we also found out about in this episode. Right. So, Sorry. again, uh, Steve has mentioned this before that, like, we we do communicate for a living but yet we're still failing in many ways clearly based on the story that's, that's accurate that's accurate yes although we have an episode out of this for for PSC so you know all all's well that ends well i suppose yeah otherwise you guys might not be listening to this right now yeah this was uh well we would have hoped you would have still listened to this i mean it is it is it is us i mean come on but you would have followed uh, us yeah Right. But uh, no, we're uh, we're glad that this was able to come together. Uh, we're glad that that Keith reached out and, uh, you know, basically booked his his appearance on our on our show. Um, so thanks, Keith. Um, and as Mel- Michelle talked about, he uh, brought along two of his colleagues that he works with at MKTG, uh, Jonah Ballow and Elliot Girard. And we had uh quite the discussion with them wide-ranging discussion a lot of grievances were aired a uh, lot of lot of discussion on on work habits and uh it it, it definitely fits uh, this show definitely fits our, our audience and uh we're grateful that they were uh able to come on and talk with us yes and if you guys enjoy listening to them as you'll hear this episode was kind of a backdoor pilot for them they're considering doing a podcast of their own so please reach out to them. We'll we'll add all their Twitter handles and Instagram handles if they have them to the show notes page uh, at a podcastforcreatives.com. Reach out and please encourage them to start their own show and maybe invite us on for real this time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle, an entrepreneur and creative business coach. Hi, I'm Steve and I'm a social media and digital content strategist. 
We're friends with a shared passion for creativity in all its forms. Through this podcast, you'll find ideas to help up your game and share experiences with a community of creatives who understand what it's like to work and create in the digital world. If the episode you're about to hear sparks something inside you, share your voice by connecting with us on social media at pod for creatives on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Well, my whole thing, my whole thing was let's talk on April Fools. Surely some brand's going to screw it up. And I was so busy with human resources nonsense today because of Corona. I wasn't even on Twitter. So you're going to have to help me if anybody stepped in it or did anything. I mean, that was our topic. So we either pivot or you need to help me. Yeah, I didn't see anything either, but I don't think I, I spent a ton of time on Twitter today. I didn't really okay. see any brands uh, do anything that was that stood out Good. as terrible. So, Good. I'm, I'm looking at articles that are saying that no one did it. Good. No one did it, anything, basically. Which, I mean, maybe that's a mistake and it's on its own, but... I should let... I should let you guys know I'm I'm the recipient of the first explicit content of this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to replicate it, so let's no, let's no, behave go, ourselves. No, you can roll with it because after that, like I used to edit Steve's like just every mm-hmm. once in a while he'd like drop something that I'd have to edit out, and then I started doing it, and then I'm like, you know what? Let's just leave him in. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> Be yourself. I'd rather you be yourself. Literally, the three of us have been debating doing a podcast. And so what I've done is just brought them onto other podcasts. But we basically, this is what we do all day, just without a microphone. Jonah's been uh, 10 years in the NBA before joining us. Elliot is our creative director and has worked in sports and with athletes and all that good stuff and in digital and social for a long time. Um, and I'm basically the janitor of the group. So... <laughs> He cleans That's up after me. That's he cleans up after me mostly. So Elliot sets unrealistic expectations. Michelle, you will appreciate this. <laughs> and I have to hold him to him. And that's that's what we do. So this is like a backdoor pilot. Yeah, thank we're workshopping our pilot on other people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. This is an yeah. idea though. Like this is this is how this should be done because I feel like so many people get into this and they don't really know how to where to go with it or how to get past episode three or four and the things kind of die out. Like there yeah. should be test runs on on I wouldn't call it established. We've just done a lot of episodes. <laughs> I'll well, give you that. Well you're I mean, yeah. he's a pro. Like you what have you been on like a hundred by now? Ninety seven. I put it out there that I wanted to do stuff. And then, you know, I, I listened to your episode with Adam this morning, Michelle, but it was kind of like, Hey, can I have you on? Let's talk about stuff. So it's just been stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not picky. We're, we actually, Joan and I got on one where I think the guy never had any guests and he was very <laughs> floored, like very thrilled. Um, and I didn't know that, but it's kind of like when you put it out there in the ether, that you'd like to join podcast and and then you have people hit you up and say oh i have this uh whatever podcast i think you'd be great you feel like such a jerk saying no so you kind of do them all so that's what i've been doing we've had we've responded to people who have said the same thing that you have like would love you know love to be a guest on somebody's podcast let me know we reach out they don't write back like like, there's not even like a response to it that is more okay so it's funny you say that steve because my grievance is people that don't follow up. And I'll give you an example. I hope that this person does not listen to this podcast, but if they do, I will try my best to be vague. Um, I got a DM on Twitter 
where the person said, I have not done a podcast and I'm thinking about doing one, but bigger than that, I have an idea for one of my own, but I have no idea how to get started. And I was like, this is awesome. I'll help you. I'll spend some time, find, find some time on my calendar. Here's my email. I get an email. The time doesn't work. And I say, okay, well, here's where I'm available. 10 to 11 on this day. She, he or she, he or she. Could be, could be a he, right? Yep. <laughs> Maybe I slipped on purpose. <laughs> they booked 11. And I was like, hold up. I said 10 to 11. And they said, okay, let me find another time that works. No response. And so I don't, I don't understand when people reach out and need something of somebody else, why they are not as, or maybe it's my misperception, why they're not as aggressive as I expect them to be in, in getting what they're after. I mean, have you, sounds like you've experienced this, but you know, following up is an issue for me, let alone the fact that you've asked, uh, you've asked me of something. Why are you not following through? Yeah, we've had, we've had two instances. That one that I told you about before where somebody just kind of put it out there and said, taking all, all you know, requests and we sort of followed up thinking that this person would be a great guest for our, our show and that person never wrote back to us. We've also had one where we've played like, uh, what, how would you describe it, Michelle? Like we've scheduled the recording of, of the episode with this person three, four times and each time that person either said yes and then uh, never wrote back as we were trying to schedule logistics. One night, this was right before Christmas last year, Michelle and I were on the call waiting for her to join or him. Or he. To join they. the call. Yep, they, to them, they to join the call. And um, never, never happened. And um, maybe about an hour or so later, we got a message that said that they got tied up with something at work. Sorry, they couldn't make it happen. I said to Michelle, do you want to, you want to try again? And, you know, we would just kind of said, that's it. We're done. Like we're, we're walking away from this after being burned three times. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it. If you commit to doing something, I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't, this is a podcast, right? We're not, we're not doing surgery here. You're not being asked a lot of, so it's, it's a little strange that people yeah. just kind of duck that. I think it's a lot of times it's the idea of actually doing, you know, whatever it is, you know, the meeting with Keith or the podcast. I would love to get into a podcast. I'd love to have my own video show. And then it comes down to it. Do you really want to do it? Or these people who do one episode and then they're out and you just never hear from them again, or let's design this logo and then you design it and then yeah. their business fails. I'm sure Elliot's got a million of those stories where he oh does somebody God. a favor to, to design a logo for a business. And then you don't hear from them. I designed a logo one time for a friend and then he, he, use something else. He created another one. So I was like, why did I just waste my time not getting paid to do this to help you out? So I just think the idea of these things sometimes, especially in this world that we live in today with digital, it all seems achievable and easy to do. I could do that. You know, I could jump on and do a podcast every week for a couple hours. No, you can't. You can't talk for two hours a week. No way. I had had so many like rappers or athletes, uh, especially rappers and musicians. Name drops. Like, <laughs> What? I was what? just trying to count how many rappers we've had on this show, as you were saying. <laughs> like, I'll, they'll be like, can you give us a draft? And so, you know, I'm too nice and I'll give them a draft and then nothing. The worst was, though, I had this writer that I really liked to, I really liked working with. I did like a bunch of editorial pieces with him and his mom reached out and she was like, hey, I want to get um, this, you know, gave me photos of him, whatever. And she's like, hey, I want to get this uh, uh, Christmas gift for him. You know, can you do this cool illustration of him and his, his wife? And so I did it. 
And then she goes, my husband didn't like it and then ghosted. Michelle, you look like you have so much on this topic. No, I, well, I was going to defend some of these people. <laughs> I, I think that uh, Jonah brushed on this a little bit. I think people have this like idea of something that they want to do, but they're not actually being real with themselves as to like, do I really want to do this? But I think there's another part of that, that people get nervous. Like that's what I kept saying to Steve in our situation. I said, you know what? I've never seen this person on any other podcast before. I've never seen them do video. I've never seen their face outside of their profile photo, which is like kind of hard to make out what this person even looks like. I'm like, I bet that they are, don't actually want to do this, that they're, they're scared to. Yeah. It's like making that leap and, and finally diving into something that they think is attainable, but you know, it actually takes some skill and work and experience and all these things that we've seen before. It's, it's a weird time I think that we live in because it is easy to do these things in the sense that you can get your own microphone. Um, you know, you can record the, the podcast and post it to Apple and you can right there, you can put yourself out there, but that level of putting yourself out there then is the next step. And I think people do fear that you're exactly right. Yeah. And I think that we take it for granted because we've been doing this now, but I, I, I couldn't believe it even like within the first year of us launching this podcast, how many people were like, you have a podcast. That is amazing. I mean, yeah, well, I do videos. I do all this other stuff. It's just, it's exactly what I'm doing, except now you're just hearing me say it behind a mic and I'm putting it into like a feed. But like you said, it's really not that hard to do. And I think if people realize that, then I don't know, maybe it wouldn't seem so glamorous. I think the best ones are just conversations. Like Keith, you were saying that you and Elliot and Jonah like have been kind of doing this, just not knowing that it's been you know, without the formal structure of a, of a podcast as formal as that can get. But those are some of the best things. Like Michelle and I started this because we used to do these Google Hangouts once a week and just sort of talk about industry and what we've been kind of working on. And it just kind of morphed into let's do this because there's got to be an audience like this who are like us who would appreciate these kind of conversations. Um, but I feel like sometimes when you're coming on as a guest like you feel this pressure to be something that you're not or you're you're this expert so you have to have this sort of you know unique take on things and it's like you really don't like you really just kind of have to have you know have have an opinion on something and let's just debate the issue or 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 talk in some kind of you know um uniform way that kind of gets these these it gets at these interesting topics i was just sharing this on somebody else's podcast actually so i'll share it with you Oh, one of um, the 50 that you did this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting myself out there, Joey. I have a lot of time on my hands. What you said, Steve, is like, I had this point like a year or two ago where I was kind of like, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in my career. Why is nobody asking me to be on a podcast? Why is nobody asking me to do whatever, right? The trick was me just putting myself out there. So like, asking people, hey, I, I listen to your podcast. Um, if you would ever consider having a guest, I would be interested. Same thing with award shows. I did a bunch of award shows as a, as a judge last year. And all I did was go on the site and fill out the form or inquire how you could become a judge. Now it's on them to do their background and homework and say, okay, this guy is suitable to judge our award show. But honestly, what I'm doing is just making their job easier. If they need 10 people on a panel and they look at me and I'm an inbound request and I'm okay, now you only have to find nine. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm trying to share that exact same point you just made, Steve, about just put yourself out there, be a little bit humble. Maybe humble is the word, maybe it's not. You know, you have to do your own PR. You have to put yourself out there and say, I'm open to these opportunities. Very much like, and I know, Jonah, you were joking, but I will make it more serious. I put myself out there on Twitter and said, I got a lot of time on my hands. I'd love to join some podcasts. But I think it starts with just putting yourself out there. I think it's also about consistency too. Like if you're going to do it, just keep on doing it. Um, my, my cousin, you guys always make fun of me for talking about my family. She's like a, a pretty famous author now. And the way she started was she was a copywriter and she, um, she decided she was going to eat indoors every day and cook it. You know, it was like right as Instagram and Twitter was getting hot. And uh, she did it for, every, for 365 days. It blew up. It was a blog too. And then she ended up like writing a bunch of cookbooks because of this and got signed by, I don't know, Penguin or some big, uh, big uh, publisher. Is your cousin Julie and Julia? No, but <laughs> he wrote an opening for one of her books. That's uh, amazing. Okay. Close. Uh, That's really Kathy, cool. Kathy Irway, I don't, you guys probably don't know her, but anyways. But one of the things we're workshopping as a podcast, the three of us, is the Gerard family tree. Each <laughs> week, we will have a guest on that is Elliot's family member. Or a perceived family think? member. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Yeah, you could do your own podcast version of To Tell the Truth, right? You get three people on and who's the yeah, who is, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Write that one down. You know what? I've been thinking a lot about intent, too. And I think, Keith, your point, when you put out your name, it's not for your ego or trying to search for a new job or trying to get recognized in the industry. It's more of like, Hey, you like talking to other people in the industry about these topics, finding out what they're best at. You share a lot of the information on your Twitter feed. That's informative of what you're grabbing from other people. So I think it's intent. I've been thinking about this a lot too, because you know, I listen to Joe Rogan and I've listened to him for many years. He's obviously at the top of the mountain in terms of podcasting. And he was talking to Adam Curry, who I don't know if you guys know him, but he was an MTV VJ and he actually started podcasting. He was the first one. Uh, he wow. took it to Apple and Steve Jobs, even the first time they played the podcast was uh, in one of his conferences, Steve Jobs, and he played Adam Curry actually trashing Apple. And uh, <laughs> it's a pretty amazing video if you search for it on YouTube. And Adam Curry has a lot of interesting thoughts about the digital space and all these things. But he asked Joe Rogan about like, well, you know, you're the top, like, it's crazy. Like you have millions and millions of people. You are this um, age groups era of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, you're at the top of the mountain. And Joe just almost has no idea that he is that big. He has an idea of it, but in the sense that he doesn't represent himself in that way. And like he's Howard Stern or Oprah Winfrey or somebody in the media world like that. And because his intent was never to do that. His first podcasts were on with comedians getting high and just talking a crap and mess all, all you know just doing a bunch of different topics and he had no idea where it was going or who was going to react to it but the intent was never to make money off of it or become big or do these things and I've often thought about doing a podcast I've talked to it about some of my friends who are in sports media and have radio shows but I always get hung up on the intent and maybe that's not the way to think about it. just go do it start talking and then it goes from there it evolves just like anything else I mean, I think Joe Rogan is a, such a good example because like you said, he's just having fun. I, I feel like if you show that you're having fun and you're passionate and you're putting effort and it's consistent, 
people will respond to it no matter what, for the most part. I mean, obviously not everyone, but um, that's how, you know, my career was all based on passion of, you know, sports and art. And uh, I was just kind of doing, I mean, I had my full you know, part-time job, but I mean, full-time job, but my part-time job uh, was just doing my passions. And that ha that's how I ended up with these two knuckleheads. I also love so. that, like, we, we kind of started this conversation with all sharing how, like, we've been burned before. But yet, like, not saying any of us are like <laughs> these amazing people with these like, you know, great, amazing careers, but like we've all worked on cool things and gotten to do projects with, with cool people. And we are somewhat accomplished. I mean, we're, like we're here. Um, <laughs> we showed but, up. That's half but, the battle. That's no. actually on my Twitter bio, somewhat accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that. <laughs> That's a great uh, name for a podcast. Write that right. down, Elliot. Mark that down. <laughs> I want a logo tomorrow. <laughs> but like we couldn't have, we couldn't have done any of the things that we have done if we hadn't gotten burned a little bit in the process. And I don't know about you guys, but I have, of all the times I like put myself out there and like it didn't go the way I wanted. It was like, you know, like three times that I can even think of. And then all these other amazing things happened. For sure. It seems like you have to do it so many times. I mean, I talk about all the time I worked in sports radio and I would take anything that they gave me. You know, I worked multiple shifts, a Celtic show with two guys, old guys, like 80 year olds yelling at each other. They maybe got a call in two hours. I almost fell asleep running the board for it. It was never on air, but I just took everything. And you often think like, well, where is this going to lead to? I'm not seeing immediate results but everything was a learning experience. And, you know, I failed multiple times being on the air, fail, failed multiple times, you know, working behind the mic as a producer and, and running the show. And just all those times of just not getting there and just wondering when is this going to pay off? And now it seems like there's a feeling, and I don't want to play old guy, uh, get off my yard, but, you know, just people expect kind of that immediate results because it is attainable in the sense that you can get it on the social feed. You can be seen pretty quickly. And so maybe that kind of to circle back to our original conversation and how this started was that, you know, some people think, I think if they, they'll, they'll get it right away. You know, if they get a meeting with Keith or it, it, he's going to jump at this opportunity. And then once it gets down to actually doing the thing that they're trying to achieve, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Well, I'll give, I'm going to give Jonah a shout out. Um, it was one of the reasons that I respect him so much and I'm glad he's working with me now is that, he, I worked with him with the Knicks and I worked with another guy with the Rangers, same position. Jonah went to every single Knicks game. The, the guy from the Rangers, I don't think went to any away games. Um, and it just shows like his passion and how he, and you fought for that too. Um, and how you just approach stuff differently. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Consistency and passion and energy is how you get somewhere. Well, thank you, Elliot. I'll take <laughs> back all the mean things that I've said about you this past week. Oh, yeah, or, or the past hour. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> today. Yeah, just today. Um, no, I mean, that's why we like working with each other. You know, I mean, we have a mutual respect. Um, well, I think that's why our, our little group and our agency works really well together is we all have a passion for this. Uh, you know, talking about having a podcast. I mean, that's the thing is we just, we like talking about things that are going on. And, and I often find myself, and maybe you guys can chime in on how you deal with this in your, your daily work schedules of kind of carving out that time to just like sit around and talk about things that we're seeing in the space and what we can do. It seems like we're constantly just chasing what the client work is, what the next answer we have to, to give to either a senior executive or 
another group that's asking for, you know, our resources. I think we've tried multiple times, you know, the three of us, and we're also in different locations. So the onus is on us, obviously, to, to carve out that time. But I, I just find it to be so difficult. You know, by the end of the day, you're just like, I don't even have the energy to talk about what's going on right now. We just did too much today already. I think that's the outlet. Like, I mean, not to be redundant, but that's, that's really how this, this podcast started. And, you know, Michelle and I would talk about things that we were working on and, and something that, you know, I work in, in public education and K-12 education. So things that school districts are looking for and, and, and campaigns that we're running for certain things. And you get so caught up in the what that, you, you know, it, it, you have to keep the why in the forefront of your mind all the time. And the conversations that Michelle and I would have were always about, the why, why are we doing this? You know, you know, who, who is our audience? And, and, and it, it just kind of, I don't know, it gives you that person that you feel like you kind of identify with. And our, our shows, even though, you know, that the, the title of the podcast is a podcast for creatives, we're not talking about like intricacies of design or intricacies of, of, of social media campaigns, but we're talking about why, what people get out of it. What are they looking for out of this? And how does it fit into their daily lives? Because I feel like as much as we all know that when you get Jonah to your point, like when you get into the hustle and, and, and bustle of, of day to day, it's hard to keep that in, in the forefront of your mind every day, but you have to force yourself to do that because that's ultimately the driving factor is the why. Did you guys have like um, dedicated time that you, you were connecting in the beginning or it was just as it happened and very organic? And I mean, did you stick to a schedule? Cause that could be part of, our issue that we, we don't put anything in, we don't put a line in the sand or we'll be like, ah, let's do that tomorrow. But, and we could probably unpack that for 20 minutes. So I won't. Uh, I don't remember ever having like a schedule. I think, in, I mean, before the podcast started, uh, maybe like once a week or every other week, we would just do like a Google Hangout and just like get, get caught up. And then, I mean, I, I feel like even for the podcast, we are somewhat consistent. I mean, we, we have what we aim for, which is record every other week, release every other week. But, you know, we don't, we, we've not monetized this at all. And I had the, a kid and that kind of really threw us off our recording schedule. So among, <laughs> among hurts, other right? <laughs> life events and, um, you know, we, we do what we can to, to keep it going. And it's, I think it's, it's still fun for us and it's that the adding in the guests has definitely like made it more fun too because I, I think at the heart of it is like we appreciated having like interesting conversations with each other and then the fact that other people listen to this is just a bonus yeah. it's it's yeah. great to be able to have this platform where we can say like hey we really want to talk to you and like we'll, prom we'll promote you or, or you know you can talk about your work at the same time so yeah I'm I highly encourage anyone who wants to podcast to just go for it. It's, it's way less scary and uh, difficult than you may think. Well, that goes back to the intent, right? Because you basically went into it just like, hey, we, we don't have a discussion. We're just going to turn the mics on while we do it. And then mm -hmm. it sort of evolves from there. So I think that's what's, that's what's cool about it. And it's, I, I just love the space because it's not restrictive in the sense that, okay, only a 10 second video is going to work. <laughs> you know, or right. like we can't post that because it's got text in the front and we need, you know, <laughs> right away, we got to get people's attention. Like we still are seeing that people do want long form content. And as a person who listens to podcasts all day, um, and I listened to Howard Stern growing up and he had a four hour radio talk show, 
Um, I think that long form content, there's something special about it. There's something different about it. And, and things can evolve even with the conversation, just like we're having right now. And uh, I, I think it's a prime example of why it works in this medium. Well, I also think that people listen to podcasts because their attention span is getting shorter when it comes to visual stuff. So like they have, what, what's that new um, streaming service now that does only 10, 10 minute episodes? I mean, I think that's, pretty, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that trend, but I feel like it's going, you know, further and further, but people want a break and just be able to listen to something so that they can focus in or at least, you know, select group. But um, that's why I feel like podcasts might get longer as uh, visual stuff gets shorter. How much do you think the dynamic between if there's multiple hosts on the show, the dynamic between the individuals hosting matters? It's a great question. I mean, for me, you know, again, like working in radio, it's, it's, I'm used to like a format, right. And, and the personalities and driving like a specific agenda, but with a podcast, it's more open-ended to that. But I still think you have to have somebody or two people that work well off of each other that have a personality that can drive a conversation and have some sort of beat and rhythm to it else it will get dry. And I, and I just think regardless of the information, you do need to have a bit of a dynamic there and, and that exists in order to keep people entertained along with the information. So I do think it's essential and it's important and the guests can flow into that, but you need to have some people that can kind of drive the conversation and control it in, in, in a way that is, um, you know, productive for the overall podcast, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think you also need a bull in a china shop that derails the whole conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Self-promotion there. Thank you. I don't know where we're going to find one of those. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle's like, it's been awesome to have guests until tonight. <laughs> uh, he's been in control today. The other one was, he was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you never, I'm a mixed bag. You never know. Here, I'll, I'll peel back the curtain. What I love about Elliot is, <laughs> and this goes, this, goes, this goes for meetings and for the podcast. Two seconds after either the meeting or the podcast, it'll either be a call to me or Keith. And the bar is, I wasn't that terrible, right? <laughs> Which is kind of brilliant. It's kind of brilliant if you think about it, because I guess there's only way, there's only one way for me to answer that. Cause I'm not gonna say, no, you were terrible, dude. Yeah, you were, you weren't that bad. You were, you weren't terrible. <laughs> we'll start there. Michelle and I end every show with, was that a show? Is that close yeah, enough? Like, <laughs> like, that's something. <laughs> well, we got something. that'll work, right? <laughs> But that is, that's why we love Elliot. He's a, he's a humble dude, even though he does some incredible work. I think that's what, what makes it fun for us. And, <laughs> you know, we're always trying to figure out kind of the best solution in work environments too. I think this is another pivot, but, you know, I, the reason why I wanted to go to MKTG and work with Keith and the, and the fellas over there and the team that started out um, in the production and creative space is that it didn't feel too much like a corporate structure. And uh, after working at Medicine Square Garden, even though I traveled with the team, you know, that's, that can get as corporate as you can get sometimes. And you just feel like a lot of the constructs that are built into these corporations ruin the creative process or ruin the way people work. I mean, this idea that it's nine to five and you got to clock in, clock out. And then those are your hours that you do dedicated work. But what if I'm creative between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. and I want to, you know, go for a run at 3 to 5? You know, it just that, that's one of the things that just irritates me is that we, we live sort of in this world that 
wants the productivity, wants all these things, wants the output, yet doesn't adhere to what works best for the individual as opposed to the masses that we think works. We don't even know if it really does. One of the, the most fun, uh, although challenging and annoying clients I worked with was ESPN. And they would call me up at like 4 p.m. And they're like, hey, we got this uh, night game. Can you create uh, this illustration by the end of the game? So I'd have to like run home, leave work early and, and like sweat it out, trying to like get it done before the last shot, uh, you know, and go as fast as I could. Uh, and so it was like this challenge of like, how fast can you make a great design that needs to be on ESPN's feed, you know, within three, four, you know, hours or so. We've talked a lot about creative freedom on this podcast. This is, this is definitely like a running theme and we had an entire episode dedicated to it, but go ahead, Steve, it looked like you had, you had something to say on this. Well, no, I mean, you know, so, you know, I work in, I said, I work in education and, you know, our, our, our lives are very much structured around the school day. I mean, there's definitely things that kind of go on after hours for sure. And you're, you know, I'm in, I'm in management. So there's definitely a lot of conversations even as the day quote unquote ends, but this whole shift now to working from home, which for me is, is brand new. We didn't really have anything like this in our organization. It just sort of like proves the fact that, you know, there are things that I'm doing after four o'clock, even though school isn't really in session right now because of the virus that like, okay, you know, I might not be sitting behind a desk or, you know, doing what I've typically done for seven and a half hours a day. I might be chunking out the day and doing things, but I feel more productive. I feel more, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm getting things done. The conversations I'm having with people on my team are more meaningful because you've lost the, somebody pops in your office for 20 minutes to talk about God knows what, like it's actually, you hop on a call, you talk about what you need to talk about and you move on. Like, I just find the day so much more better structured. I find myself more productive and, and I don't know, I can, Michelle, I'm coming around to this, this, this style. If you haven't noticed, I'm getting used to this. I, I find the opposite. <laughs> I mean, cause it's like, I, I, you know, we talk so much and I'm, I'm someone who talks. You talk so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Be honest. I, I talk so much. I was saying it. I was saying it. I just, I <laughs> um, but like people now in our groups want to talk more because we want to be able to have, you know, um, since we're not seeing each other, uh, a connection and it's great. But at the same time, like, I feel like I can't do the work while I'm talking. If I'm in the office and I'm like, just like talking to someone, you know, across from a cubicle or whatever, I can keep on doing the work. And then the problem is I'll do a call and then my son or daughter will come in and, you know, everything gets ruined. So I, I find myself um, working off hours more in, and I already did that uh, during this. So, I mean, it's a challenge. I feel like you just need to figure out how it's going to work for you. Cause this is probably going to be like a few more months at least. Yeah. I was going to say, this is, this is only the third week. Talk to me in about another three weeks and I might be on the other side of the argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Keith, what do you think? I mean, uh, we haven't even really talked about it cause I know you're probably more of a, you know, being in the office from a certain allotted hours and then kind of, you know, clock off, you know, I guess I like the structure of it. Right. That's all I liked. And I'm, I don't have that structure of it. I don't have, I don't have a commute. I don't leave the office at a certain time. Like I'm, I'm like in this chair all day and I need to find ways to disrupt it. You don't have to physically go to a meeting. You don't have somebody asking you to go look at something like you're just here. The only communication you can have is video. And so you just stay in the same place. That's what I've been struggling with. It's not that 
uh, without both kids here, I would pr probably prefer to work from home because Steve, to your point, you can make your day whatever's good for you and you can get more stuff done personally around the house and things like that. So you're more productive, but that's all out the window now with, yeah. Yeah. you know, I have a three-year-old. I mean, I look her in the eye. I think she gets it when daddy's <laughs> door is closed. <laughs> don't come in. And when it's open, come on in. Yeah. And she is barging through the door. Well, she gets it, but she's not, <laughs> she doesn't adhere to those rules. <laughs> I'm like, you, you got it. I had a meeting today with our CCO and my son comes in and thank God I put, I put it on mute as he came in. Cause he goes, daddy, daddy, I want poo poo on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would have been awful. If, uh... <laughs> the coolest thing. And, and I'm, I'm sure I tweeted it cause nothing I think about can't go through Twitter. Um, that's just how it is. I'm really enjoying the humanizing aspect of this. The fact that you work with this, you know, these people for a very long time, some, some people, and now in this environment, you're seeing, you know, Elliot's kids more, you're hearing <laughs> Elliot's house, you're seeing their home, you're seeing pets. I mean, it's just such a more, to me at least, such a more humanizing aspect of, of these coworkers that you exist with Monday through Friday that, that um, I've enjoyed at least. I'm sure a lot of people don't enjoy that, but, but for me, I do. Do you guys feel like it's going to change when all of this is over? Like, do you see more working from home? I feel like the, it's, there will be a lot of companies who are just like, you know what, like, this is better. Why don't we keep doing this and not pay the rent on our building? Yes, totally agree with you. And I, and I hope that a lot of the convenience stuff stays. I'm probably like you in the fact that if I don't have human contact, I'm cool with that. So so I can order liquor, you can put it on the outside table and I'll come pick it up. I don't have to go in the store. Fantastic. Like I, I took my dog to the vet. They came out and got her, called me when she was ready. I didn't step foot in the place. I like that. So I hope a lot of these things stay um, because they're very convenient and not just spun up because of COVID. I mean, I, I hope we, we all get used to it and we don't want to not have it in our lives anymore. A lot of companies, what, about five years ago or, or, or so were doing this. And then they were like, nah, people aren't being productive enough. And then they brought everyone back. But I do agree. I think it's going to snap back after this because people are going to be like, why not? There might be another uh, pandemic soon enough. We might as well just not have an office. Oh, there's, there's your optimistic take of the day. <laughs> uh, it's less too about necessarily working from home or not. It's, it's this one size fits all approach to working. Yeah. You know, and like, I think also another thing that's a grievance or sort of something that irritates me is, is we often get briefs, we get these ideas in like, hey, um, here's a brief, can you get me like uh, 20 ideas of how this would work on social by lunch, you know, and it's like, uh, can I take this home and think about it, you know, there's no time to really develop these ideas. And, you know, for me, like when I'm either working out or going for a walk or on the subway, or maybe it's at, you know, 1am after a couple of cocktails who, and when the creativity is going to hit, but it just, it's not this one size fits all and sitting in a cube and sit, staring at a computer screen doesn't work for me sometimes. And um, so it, it's not right for everybody. I just think the flexibility I hope is there. I think what is coming out of this is maybe kind of a point off of what Keith was saying was 
there's empathy, I think, a little bit now that we're all in the same boat and everybody's kind of understanding. I know the kids in the background, you hear it, the dog runs in. Um, I can't make this call. I have to be on with my kid. Like those things that sometimes weren't accepted in a, in a daily work atmosphere are now accepted. And I think we're all in this. I, I said this on the podcast the other night too, is, you know, we were talking about athlete content. And I think for the first time in history, you know, athletes are on the same level, play, level playing field as everybody else. You know, they're at home too. They can't do their job. You know, they could be making millions of dollars. Doesn't matter. Sit in your house, figure it out, you know, watch Netflix. So I think for all of us being on the same level playing field is, is kind of refreshing and kind of level setting the whole experience, I hope. And um, maybe it is time for us to kind of look at the way we operate and just start to think about how, because my main thing is just efficiency and making sure people work at their best. And that just is not a cookie cutter approach. Completely agree with you, Jonah. I'm, I'm so passionate about this topic that we should be working based on not only like our job titles, but our personality types, because I think that we are all efficient in different ways, but the way that like the, the corporate work structure is set up is not, <laughs> is not designed for that. They're like, you know, everyone needs to be here between these hours and sit at your desk. And I remember I only, <laughs> I only had like a real job for, uh, you know, like the first three years of my career where I was like sitting, you know, sitting in a cubicle. But I remember so many of those days were like in between, cause I worked like an editorial design, like in between issues where I was like doing nothing, like days like I was like a whole week where I was just trying to kill time and then there would be like a mad rush when you know when it was time to work on the issue and I just kept thinking like you know they're paying me just to sit here it seems so silly and now I I do similar type of types of work um, for a, a freelance client and I feel like it just makes so much more sense for all of us that like they're not paying me to sit around and do nothing What's interesting about that, and, and I've been trying to bring some of that perspective to how we price stuff, is if we're just really good and we're really efficient or we're bringing 10, 12, 15 years of experience to it, we're not just going to price by the hour. We're going to price by the hour and then whatever the deliverable is. And, and we believe that if we can get to a thing faster, you should pay up for that. But just going back to the last part, Elliot, I'll apologize for ragging on you about sending me emails at one, two in the morning because clearly that's when you work best and I'm dead asleep. So, well, you, you could also pause on, on sending an email at one or two a.m. <laughs> I've learned a lot on this podcast. Thank you no, very much. You know what? Yeah, Jonah, you would, you would need stuff uh, like yeah. right in the morning. So, I, and we'd be talking, I remember with like when he was with the Knicks at like two, three in the morning trying to get a thing done. You'd be like, oh, you got to change this, you got to change this. Um, I think sometimes you were on the road. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I had, you know, I had that side business that I built out that honestly, I was like working harder at, at that than my full time. And that was my hours was I had to, to work from, you know, six o'clock till two o'clock, you know, uh, to get, to get stuff done. So, you know, Ellie, I think what's interesting and Keith, you should probably share this. And I always, I found it refreshing when I started is the, the user manual for employees and that approach that you have. I think that's really a good way because it's not, you know, all, it's not just the hours, but it's like how you can work best, right? Because if you have two people on the ends of the spectrum, right? The person who wants to do the work at 2 a.m. 
you know, is going to not be in the office as much, is going to be working from home. And then somebody on the other end of the spectrum who needs that structure, needs the nine to five, needs the meeting time face to face. You know, it's also how do you work best with those two sides of the operation that can come together in the middle? Yeah. So I read somewhere and I want to look up where I got it from because I have been talking about this recently and I want to make sure I give proper credit. But I read somewhere where somebody said, isn't it ridiculous that you work with these people, you know, 40 hours, 40 plus hours a week, and you get to know them over time. Why don't you immediately upon meeting them, find out how they best work? Why don't we be clear about what I like, what I dislike, how I work, all this stuff. And what happens is, and everyone's experienced it, you work with somebody who continually pops over and talks to you in person, you find that disruptive. If you just ask them, is this the way you like to work? You'll probably find out, yes, I don't like email. I find that I'm more direct in person and I can understand what's going on. So I prefer to talk in person. Fantastic. I find it very disruptive when people come over to me in person and talk to me. So now we're at both ends of the spectrum. So <laughs> we instantly, that, that was to you, by the way. I wasn't trying to name <laughs> names, but that was to you. I'm glad you picked up on it. So what, I, what we instituted is user manual. So anyone who's new fills one out and then I submit to you the entire team. So you get a very nice uh, understanding of everybody quickly. And if you're a little bit thrown off by somebody during the day, you can bring up their user manual and go, oh, okay, this is how they like to work or this is why this, didn't, this interaction didn't go well. So I'm glad you are finding... Um, you know, a positivity out of it, Jonah. I don't, I don't know how much other people have relayed that to me. So I appreciate that. Um, but I just think it just cuts through all the nonsense and you can be as effective as you can immediately. So I would, I would suggest anybody, big team, small team, whatever, you should get on the same page as soon as you possibly can. Can we have this like in real life? I feel like this would be really useful, like in families, in groups of oh, friends. Yeah. I mean, that would clear up so many misunderstandings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Black Mirror stuff was wild, but like the one episode where you saw their like rating, it's kind of like that. You're like, oh, that person's like two stars and <laughs> a shitty person. I get it. It's kind of like that. So, yeah. I'll, I'll work on adapting that for real life. But I, and I will say it works because our team, we've improved it so much in the last, uh, what, two plus years that we've all been together. Uh, we've gotten rid of the people who had negative attitudes. Everyone on our team has positive attitudes. We feel like a family. Um, for instance, this morning, the, the, um, we had a, a group chat and everyone made their avatar my old headshot from uh, <laughs> when I was a rapper actor. So, you know, that's stuff that, uh, but you know, that's a great point, Elliot, because we do know that you can take a joke. You're not going to take it too seriously that you poke fun at yourself and that we all have genuine, um, affection for you and respect the work that you do. So that is important, an important dynamic to the group setting that we have. Um, and I think that's why, you know, I don't think it would just be anybody that we do an April fool's joke with, but um unfortunately you're the the butt of our jokes. oh no, no. I, I, it's fine it's fine I, I i loved it i loved it um but no what i what i was trying to say is i've been you know i've worked in-house i've worked in um i worked for a college i worked um i worked in marketing agencies before this i've never felt like this connected with a group and when we came, when i first came in before jonah and whatnot and, and my team there you know there were two that weren't really connected to us Everyone we've brought in, the whole team that we brought in has become closer and closer. And we really feel like a family 
Um, so it's, it, it's, it's tough that we can't be in the office together because, you know, we are so um, tight. And I wouldn't say like, we don't hang out together like every day after work or anything, but it's just as a group, we feel really co cohesive. Everyone feels like they have a role. Um, everyone feels like they belong, whether it's, you know, the top of the totem pole to the bottom. Um, put the headshot in the chat and I would uh, push you to put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. Thank you. Uh, it's before and after. So it's, it's, it should be an after, but it's actually before. <laughs> Yes, put that on as a meme. This should be the after. <laughs> this, this is the cover of the podcast, okay? Just so you know. This is what's going to pop up when we do video cuts after this because, because you, haven't put your, you haven't shown us your face on the webcam. So anytime you speak, this is what's going to show now with the audio waves. I love it. We should then, uh, uh, click it back and forth from uh, Costanza to Because yeah. <laughs> now I do, I do look like Costanza. Steve's going to get annoyed with me for bringing this up because I'm always talking about this, but I'm like, I'm really fascinated by these like personality assessments, like the, um, like the Myers-Briggs and like the Enneagram. Is that part of, of this thing that you that you've come up with the manual? No, not at all. Like it doesn't spit out a, you're a perceptive or anything like now it's just list things that you like, list things that you hate, and how can I best work with you, that kind of thing. Sounds like you simplified it. You've made your own. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. What do, you like, what do you most like about it, that it tells you something that you didn't know already? Yeah, I think it just helps me understand people better. And I'm also just kind of fascinated by like the different dynamics and you know, how certain personalities clash and how certain personalities just naturally get along better. And definitely like the introvert versus extrovert and really understanding what that means has helped me tremendously, like personally in my life. So that's kind of like how I, I got on all of that to begin with. What about um, astrological signs? Are you like, oh, that's why they're a no, well, cancer? I think it's like fun. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, and I don't take any of these things like super seriously, but I, I do like seeing what people's like motivations are. And as soon as I've been able to like pinpoint, you know, family members and friends to say like, okay, like you're, you're this number on the Enneagram or you're this classification. And I'm able to say like, oh, like that's why you reacted this way. Meanwhile, like I've, I've concocted some other story in my head that's not true. So I think it just, it helps me to be a better person in relation, in all kinds of relationships. Can you share this document with Elliot? Because this is exactly <laughs> what happened. He concocts these things that are not true. What? Yes. No, I have that same what brain. What? I totally do. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's up against uh, Elliot. Everybody's against him. Um, you know, we have to uh -huh. talk him off the ledge multiple times a day. They hate the creative. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. You hate the creative. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very, I'm honest. One thing you cannot make, uh, I'm the most honest person you've ever met. All I do is spit, you know, the truth, or at least what I think spit is. Spit the truth. Yeah. So, Former rapper, everybody. <laughs> spit the truth. Exactly. I have to, I do have to tell you, and I know I share this with you all the time. I've never met a creative that liked email more than Elliot. I mean, I'm so used to working with creatives that if they open their inbox during the day, that's a plus. This guy, within two minutes, will email you back. So I appreciate it and all that you do, and you still find time to email us back. So thank you. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny. I um, uh, I got the first big uh, job that I got was from ESPN, and I got an email from them. Um, they had found it, found my email line, and I was like, I thought it was like a spam or something. I didn't realize because I had the big logo on it and everything like that. And then uh, that's how it all started rolling. So maybe that's why I respond to emails so fast because uh, you feel yeah. like you're gonna miss an opportunity. I like that. <laughs> All my emails are going to say big opportunity in the subject. <laughs> That's amazing about Elliot. He will do whatever level of work it is. Um, and I think too, we get caught up in titles um, and, you know, the hierarchy of the, the corporate structure and these things, sometimes people like try to fit into a role that's not necessarily them, you know, whether they get the job because of the title and the title, you know, is what they now have. And is that, their identity or how they should, you know, I'm a VP, I should act a certain way, or uh, I don't do that type of work because I'm a VP. You know, it's just, we, we fall into these traps often. And what's been kind of nice, I think, about, you know, the evolution of the, the work atmosphere and how departments are created now, it seems to have flattened out a little bit um, in my experience, but I think some of that still exists. But again, it, it, we often forget what the goal is at the end of the day is to get the best type of work or output and however that gets done, how are we going to manage it? You know, can we understand the timing of it? How much hours that's going to take? Somebody can't fill that. Um, you know, and if you do press them, all right, you know, tomorrow come in at, you know, whatever, 12 o'clock or take tomorrow off. You know, I, when I was at the Knicks and we worked crazy hours, every game night traveling for games. Uh, it's a fun job because you're covering basketball, but I never, took that for granted and I never expected my staff to to um you know work those hours without me giving something back and I'd often just proactively say tomorrow don't come in take a day for yourself and I've had a couple of people do that in my career that have been above me and it it is so um special and important that somebody above you proactively does it. You have to beg for a day off and then you feel like a shithead because you asked for the day off. You know what I mean? It's just, um, I wish there was more of that being done, you know, not in, not in my experience now, obviously, but with corporate America in general and just people who are overworked. And, and we're seeing now that hustle, quote unquote, hustle, got to get in the grind, got to work till 1am, got to do all these things. I don't know. I think we're starting to see some burnout, um, you know, with people working around the clock. My pet peeve is creatives that think they're too good for, for anything. You know, I want to jump into anything that's, um, that I can do to help out a, a project on, on whatever creative level. And, you, you know, like I've worked with people who are creatives, but, you know, really see themselves as just strategists and don't want to actually do the work. And that to me is, is a joke. Like you, you got to be able to put your hands into it and actually, you know, I'm, I'm a VP creative director, but I will do the simplest banner ad if you need me to do it you know, um, because that's, that's how I've, I've uh, grown my career. I feel like we can sum up this entire episode in, in, in with, with one word. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm pitching. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Um, no, but, um, is, uh, ego. Like, I feel like everything yeah. we're getting back to here is, uh, is, is centered on ego. Like we started the, 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 the show kind of talking about people who are too good to come on podcasts or blow off opportunities. And, you know, you see how they sort of put themselves out there because they feel like they have this role. So they have to have these opinions and they have to be taken a certain way. And, you know, really the thing that really drives these, these, you know, effective working relationships is, you know, Elliot, you were kind of getting at this is 
how do you see yourself fitting in with everyone else around you and how, how committed are you to the mission and what motivates you? And, and I, I think that's what we've, I mean, in, in my organization, that's something that I try to establish with my creative team that, you know, I do my best to line up projects with what people, what, what, what they enjoy working on the types of things. So it keeps them baited. It keeps them coming back more. It keeps them enjoying the work. Um, but I think what that also does is, is that they recognize that. And then in turn, when we're having creative meetings, they're more willing to participate. They're more willing to go along with things. They're more willing to help out somebody else who might not be nearly, you know, as strong in a certain area. Um, and that, that balance is so important. So you come to the table. I mean, everybody has an ego. I'm not trying to say that no, you know, we don't have one, but, but how you, show it or how you kind of make sure it doesn't stand out at the wrong times is so important. It's a great point of balancing confidence and ego, right? The, the two things can be different. You know, I used to do on-camera work all the time and people would be like, oh, dude, you're, you know, your video's doing this or like, is it crazy when people recognize you? I'm like, no, it's embarrassing. Like I have a weird introvert sort of personality yet was doing things in front of the camera and people find that hard to, to believe because they don't really mesh. Um, but it is that balance, like knowing, yes, I have the experience, I have the abilities to do something, but if somebody at a junior level or anybody says like, hey, no, I think this, this would work or this creative, you know, I was just working on a video project for um, our agency today and, and kind of going back and forth with, uh, you know, our, one of our lead editors and he was making some really good points that no, the direction of the, the piece should go this way and the footage should be this. And I had to take a step back because it's not necessarily what I wanted to, I wanted the direction to go to in the beginning. So those moments and those learning experiences will continue until I'm retired. You know, I, I just, I think that's got to continue to evolve and look at yourself as just that person who just started out, right. And either chasing the goal or recognizing that you can learn from anybody at any level. I mean, that's, that's how you build trust with people. And I, I mean, I love that. I love when I'm, I'm like, ah, I don't think that's going to work. And then they prove me wrong like, you know, with my team. Um, and that's, you know, the, the people that I've come closest with are the ones that have proved me wrong multiple times um, and, and done it better than I would have done. Uh, so yeah, I love that. It's like one of my favorite things. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know which stood out to you. And I was laughing when Keith was like, yeah, you know, you got to like chase these people down. I'm like, these are all the things that he's probably thinking about me because he was like, where are we recording? I'm like, I don't know, wherever you want. What, like, where do you want to record? I didn't like, honestly, <laughs> I wasn't really clear. I mean, like I didn't, I didn't like, there was a point in time earlier in the week where I was when, when he first or last week or whenever he sent the first email where I'm like, I feel like he's booking something here. And then, but, but then I'm like, no, he does his own. He, he has a podcast. Like I, I, or he's done a podcast. So I'm like, he must be like, trying to like like do this and then have us on and have like a panel and that kind of a thing yeah and then up until what was it monday whenever we kind of circled back on all this stuff and that's when it became clear that it was like nope this is our show like it was <laughs> it was weird but yeah it worked out